0: to come. Named one of the outstanding five speakers in the world.
1: Inducted into the Speaker Hall of Fame.
0: Award-winning singer. Best-selling author. And now, here's Willie Jolly. Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I am so excited for another opportunity to be on the air with you to share some ideas to help you do more, be more, and achieve more. You have only just a minute, only 60 seconds in it. It's forced upon you. You can't Refuse it. You didn't seek it. You didn't choose it, but it's up to you to use it. You must suffer if you lose it, give account if you abuse it. Just a tiny little minute, but our eternities are wrapped up in it, and I am grateful for this minute, this moment, this opportunity. To be able to share with you some ideas to help you have greater personal and professional success, to help you get wealthy. This is the Wealthy Ways Show, Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show, and I want you to have wealth, health, and wisdom. Now, you know I start every show with that minute, God's Minute, which was written by... Dr. Benjamin Elijah Mays, who was Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s mentor, and so I am grateful that I get an opportunity to share my minute and the impact that minute has had on me as well as on so many other people, and the fact that I start every show with one thing, that minute, and then taking a moment to give God some glory, to thank Him for for faith and for strength and for life and for hope and for possibility thinking. I thank him for everything, and I know everybody who's listening doesn't believe like I believe, and I'm good with that. I'm okay with that. I'm not trying to convert you. I'm just trying to let you know who does the buttering and on what side of the bread. My but my bread is buttered, and who does it? It is the Lord, and I give him glory. So I'm grateful, and I'm grateful, grateful, grateful for good friends and good f- and good. Uh, gracious friends. I have another great friend on today with me who is going to bless you with his information. Before I tell you more about him, I want to thank everybody who sent their questions in, who listened to our Monday night. My wife and I have a Monday night Facebook live program at nine o'clock on my Facebook page. And many of you have been sending the questions you would like us to Ask, and I'm grateful that you've sent it. You've said how much it has impacted your marriage. Got one the other day that said, You really literally saved our marriage. And so that book is having a great impact. It's- uh, JollyMarriage.com, go get a free copy, uh, not a free copy, a free chapter from the book, and then you can order your copies right there. You can't get it on Amazon. You can't get it in bookstores yet, but you can get it on that website, and you can get we give you a deal. That's why we have it on that website for two copies. We want you to get two copies, almost for the price of one, and uh, get two copies, one for each one of you, and read it together. Now, also last week I did a special show on... Uh, Attitude of Excellence, my personal new book, helping organizations to grow themselves, their future, and the people within within the organization. And I'm grateful for all of you who said, I love that message. I love that show. And many of you went right away and bought multiple copies for all the folks on your team. That's not something I had recommended, but I think it's a wise thing. If you want everybody on the same page, they need to be reading out the same book, okay? So get The Attitude of Excellence book, chapter, excerpt at attitudeofexcellence.com. Attitudeofexcellence.com. Let me tell you about my guest today. He's an old friend. We've been friends for hmm, 25 25 years. 25 years. And let me tell you who he is. He is a CSP, Certified Speaking Professional. He is one of the top speakers in America, particularly for associations. Association managers love this guy. I was talking to one lady. She said he was one of my favorite speakers in the world. He also is an author, a radio show host. He has done radio shows. He also formerly worked for IBM and he had a bigger vision for his future. He left by IBM and started a speaking business. And now, as I said, he's one of the top speakers and he is a uh, he's been given the I would love this about IBM when he was at IBM President Circle Contribution Award for for his efforts there and only one percent of the IBM employees ever received that award. So he's one of the stars there and now he's a star in the speaking business all over America. And we're gonna talk to him about that, but also talk to him about how he balances his career, his speaking, as well as having six children and how he and his wife have done that successfully. So I gave them a thumbnail sketch about my friend, the one and only Tim Richardson. Tim, tell us a little more where you're from and your background and a little more so people can know who you are and where you come from.
1: Well, Willie, thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here and thank you so much for your hospitality just a great friend to me and my family over the years, and I'm just uh, just grateful for this opportunity to chat. So, well, as Willie said, I worked for IBM right out of college. I did that for almost four years. I had uh, the pleasure of both almost being fired as well as winning one of the top awards given to less than 1% of IBM. Oh, you know you're going to have to tell that story. So, so just... I'm going to have to tell that story. <laughs> yeah, so. you, you go. but go ahead. We'll come back to that. But uh, so I, as fate would have, it, the very first week of work, I was 21 years old. A guy came into our branch office promoting a community seminar that would be held at the Tallahassee-Leon County Civic Center, and my branch manager said, if you want to go, I'll ante up half, and I went, and I wrote down on a sheet of paper that I still have, in 1984, I want to become a professional speaker. So The vision started in part at that time, and so here I am now, a lot of years later. I've been doing this full-time. I left IBM... Uh, Went to graduate school, finished up my degree at Florida State University, go Knowles, and then launched my business full-time September of 1988. So I've just celebrated my 30th full year as a professional speaker consultant. Well, you've been able to keep
0: the lights on, the phones on. I,
1: some months were uh, questionable, but I have been able to keep them on. And in the process, have six children. And have six beautiful children, all, not his and hers, all ours. Yeah, one, one wife,
0: and uh, and I don't believe she works outside the home, does she? She does not, but she works harder inside the home
1: than any woman that I know.
0: So then are you bringing in all the income? All the income. And you are able to still have a family life? Indeed. All right. So that, well, before we go any further, go back to the story how you almost got fired. <laughs> you got to share that now that you you've got my interest, you got my curiosity peaked.
1: Well, and I think this is an important point for everyone listening as well. You've got to do something that you love. And I did not love IBM. I did not love the culture there. I did not love the stifling of the rules driven organization. And you know, it's amazing to me, me Willie, that. This company, who hired 10,000 college graduates a year, they hired me, did not take a look at my skill set and try to match a job that worked for me. Instead, put me in a job that really wasn't ill-suited for my skill set and personality. And so it was very difficult. I was behind the desk all the time. I'm an extreme extrovert. I love people. I probably would have really excelled in a sales role, but I was doing sales support, ordering computer systems, coordinating with customers and i pretty much just hated it. Mm. And so uh, about 6 or 9 months into the job, my manager who never liked me from the get-go, called me into his office and said, "Hey, if you don't improve your performance, I've made a lot of mistakes. It's hard to do something well when you don't love it, and i made a lot of mistakes, and those mistakes cost the company money." And understandably, he called me in and said, "Look, you got 60 days." And i don't know how, but somehow i was able to pull it pull it back together. And then I discovered a gentleman named Og Mandino, mm. who both of us have had the pleasure of, of hearing and seeing live at our National Speakers Association meetings years ago. Anyway, I read The Greatest Salesman in the World, mm. book written in 1967, one of the best selling inspirational motivational books of all time. And I, I credit that book and other things like that to changing my mindset. You change your mindset, you change your output.
0: Wow. Your input determines your output. That was right at what I'm writing. And yes, Augmentino. I recommend people when they come to my speeches, they'll see a, a placard or a, a, a PowerPoint slide that says, here are the books I recommend. The, the uh, Power of Positive Thinking, Think and Grow Rich. The uh, greatest salesman in the world by Og Mandino. I said, and and then I tell people any book by Og Mandino, any book. Well, Og became a mentor of yours, a friend of mine, and. Uh, we met him years ago, and, and he's gone on to be there with the Lord, but what a great guy. And he impacted and, and changed a lot of people's lives. Okay, so that's how you got back in, and then you went on from there. Did you go into sales, or what happened, or get to we 1% of the IBM success stories? Well, it was a team award
1: given to a team of us. the time, IBM had us on specific teams. It was a marketing rep, account administrator, which is what I was, a systems engineer, and then one other person, and we together served clients. It was a team effort and we each received uh, the reward. And Salesman got the big trip, but each of us were acknowledged with the President Circle Award. So I was a supporting uh, role for the, the uh, top, one of the top sales reps in the company at the time. Wow. All right, so you got 1% of the uh, IBM employees get this award. You got it, and but then you knew there was something bigger for you. I knew there was something bigger. My uh, goal, I did, had started taking classes in the evening at Florida State University, and wanted to graduate degree, so I went to IBM and said, hey, I'd like to take an educational leave of absence, and I uh, put a lot of time and effort into putting that together, and they rejected it, huh. and, and I was uh, had a subscription to Success Magazine at the time. I came home the day that I found out that IBM was not going to let me take the educational leave, and there my mailbox was Success Magazine, and the cover, which I still have today, was IBM Renegades. Where are they they now? I was like, thank you, God. There's Mm -hmm. my answer. Mm -hmm. I knew when I saw that magazine cover that that was a sign that I knew that I needed to make the leap. And so I wrote a letter to my boss and resigned in August. I celebrate August 11th every year as my Independence Day, my independence from corporate America, and the day that I really launched the beginning part of my business. Can I ask you a question? What were you making per year at IBM? My highest salary in 1987 was around $24,000. You know, here's something I want to say to people, that we are very
0: grateful as speakers. We now are able to command amazing amounts of money. Amazing amounts of money. <laughs> amazing amounts of money for an hour's speech. I recently spoke at a real estate event in Toronto, and I just shared with the uh, director who brought me in. I said, I used to work at the school system. I was making $25,700 a year, and I made more today than I, in this one day, than I used to make in a year. And so I, I tell people that because you've got to take a leap of faith, like Tim talks about, you got to have the faith to believe that God got something bigger for you, that you've got something bigger inside of you, and that you can do some of the things he, he he talks about that will live, help you live your dreams, and help you to live life with passion. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk to Tim about how he helps audiences all over America to grow their success. He helps individuals to grow their prosperity and their wealth. He helps families to be more balanced so that you can have a career as well as a happy, well-adjusted drama-less family and it's not dysfunctional. And so I want you to know he's going to help you. Stay tuned. This is Dr. Willie Jolly and for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, your best is yet to come. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly. And if you're enjoying this information you're hearing on this podcast, I want to invite you to get even more great information on my new free gift page on my website. Go to wjspeaks.com and hit the all access badge. On that page, you will find information and resources specifically designed to help you to have greater success. Free ebooks, music, all sorts of And we're back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I am excited to have my guest today. His name is Tim Richardson. He is a CSP, Certified Speaking Professional. He is one of the—and there are only, I think, what, uh, less than 400, 500 in the the world, uh, CSPs. He's one of them. He has been— uh, uh, he's been a speaker at almost every major resort, every major uh, conference where association. He's been a demand speaker. He is a business res- uh, business professional, but he's also uh, a person who helps in his local area. He's on a number of boards. He's on a number of, of community uh, affiliates where he helps them. In, in addition to being the father of six children, and the fact that he's been able to just do all this and balance it, it's just been amazing to me. He is, uh, he is an incredible speaker, and let me tell you a few of his clients, just so you, you'll know the type of people that Tim Richardson speaks for on, on a daily, on a, on a regular. Here are some of his clients, Johnson & Johnson, Nordstrom's, Verizon, Marriott, Nevada's, Blockbuster used to be well used to be around uh, Merck, American Family Insurance, Gables Residential, um, MPI, Southwest Southwest Publishing Group. And just one after another, Nokia. I mean, you go down a list of Fortune 100, Fortune 500, Area Insurance, U.S. Bank. This guy speaks for just about everybody. And then you do all these associations. And so it's been amazing how you built this business. From scratch, from nothing, and build it into a big empire. And so, let's talk about how you did this. So, let's first talk about uh, you. You. You quit your job. You started a company. Um, tell us the thinking that it took, the 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 initiative that others can use. to Hear your vi- your story and your vision.
1: Well, first of all, Willie, I think you have to believe in what you what you do. And I had a very very strong belief because of what I got from hearing other people like you and others uh, early in my career, and also just reading and the, the works of Ogmandino, the works of uh, Dr. Stephen Covey, and I could go on and on and on with, with books, tapes, conferences, all of those kinds of things fueled me. And I realized that if it could help save my job, change my attitude, that, that I wanted to be able to do that for other people. And so it started with me doing speaking, just because I enjoyed doing it. And I would speak to church groups, to civic organizations, anybody, and they were all free. And then someone came up to me one day and said, how much would you charge to come into my organization and speak? I don't know. And I threw out a number, which seemed like a heck of a lot of money to me at the time. And she said, okay, wow, that was easy. <laughs> and so I went and I did it. She ended up hiring me three more times. I've tracked her down and thanked her for that. She had no idea that was the first time ever. And I enjoyed that 50,000 more times that I enjoyed my work at IBM. And so, uh, so that's where it kind of started. And then what I would do is I'd try to leverage each opportunity into another opportunity. And I did A lot of outbound phone calling and I'd say whatever business you're in, you've got to got to, got to, got to stay in touch with people, and keep in touch with people, and continuously prime the pump, and so I would write down, I'd make a list, and I would make 25, 30, 35 phone calls every single day that I wasn't out, out speaking, and in the early days, there wasn't many days of speaking, and so I was making phone calls, I was going to conferences where potential clients would be, I was trying to Learn the craft myself better. I was working with mentors. And every single thing that I said there, I think most any business owner can do. You've got to be in touch with who your customers are. You've got to go to conferences. You've got to have people who care about you and will invest in you and share with you. And, you know, you have to, to do things to, to keep self-educated as well and making sure that you understand your product, service, or value proposition better than anybody else in your market. And that you serve your customers with the highest level of service that you know how to give, and if you don't know how to do that, you look at what companies who do do those things well, and you learn and mimic those things. Wow. So a couple things, folks, I want to make sure you
0: heard, and I'm taking out of this. You've got to talk to people. TTP. Talk to people. And when you finish TTP, TTMP, talk to more people. Stay in touch with them. uh, Concentrate on your clients and potential clients. Network with them, and see how you can be a benefit to them, and then give them the best service you can give. No cutting corners, no half-stepping, all in, all in, every time, all in. Well, Tim has taught me something over the years. He told me about a thing called the hour of power. (laughs) And, And his hour of power now is not only used by me, but a lot of the speakers in the speaking business have an hour of power, where you're on the phone for an hour Talking to people, making point. I, you know, I got books to write, and I got radio shows to record, and I got television shows to record, and I've got music to record, and I've got content to to create, and I've got all of these things. But I've got to make sure every day when I'm in the office, I'm not on the road. I'm talking to people. Now I might be, not might be talking what I talked about them, talked to them about 20 years ago. I might be talking about a, a sponsor for our radio show. By the way, if you're interested in being a sponsor. Give our office a call because we always are looking for people who want to use my platform to help them grow their business. So if you want to use my platform, my millions of listeners who listen every week to grow your business, call 202-723-8863. I take advantage of everything from your hour of power. But I might be calling sponsors. I might be calling for uh, new radio stations who want to pick up my daily radio show. I don't know what's going to happen unless I pick up that phone or I send an email or I I, I contact them and have communication, and I'm happy to do it because Tim said you got to have an hour of power. Am I right about it?
1: Amen, Willie.
0: All right, uh,
1: All so right. so you, so you said you got a TTP, you got to talk to people, you got a TTMP, you got to talk to more people. And I wrote down, you got a TTEMP, you got to talk to even more people. <laughs> and right now, frankly, I've gotten out of a rhythm of doing that. And one of the things that I committed to doing, and I told you about my 1021 plan, which hopefully we'll talk about today. Talk about it now. Go ahead. All right, ahead. well, so let me tell you. what. So the, the, one of my things is starting on the 21st of October, which will probably be after people listen to this. I'm going to do 10 things every single day for 21 days. So, as I've gotten away from this hour of power, and one of the first things that I'm going to do is I'm going to make these phone calls. And I do them before. Hours. So I'm oh, a- t- talk about
0: that. That's, for, that's profound because many people are afraid to get the, the gatekeeper. They're afraid to up on them. You Tell them you call early in the morning. Like early Saturday. in the
1: morning. I call early in the morning. I can knock out a whole bunch of calls if I don't get anybody. And I have a tightly written down script, <clears throat> which I obviously do not read, but I've written that script ahead of time. I know who I'm going to call. I've gone into my database and looked up something that I can respond to that's in my database or contact management system, and I can call and say, hey, Willie, this is Tim Richardson calling. You and I met at the National Association of Professional Yakkers in 2013, and at that time, you had a conversation about some meetings that you bring in professional speakers for, and I just wanted to leave you a quick voicemail message and to see if you are in the planning stages, and I'd like to follow up with you. And by the way, how is that, and then I'll fill in the blank with whatever personal information that I learned, if appropriate, with that person. Hang up the phone, pick up the phone, make another call. And for people who are afraid of call rejection, it's a great, great way to do it because you don't get call rejection because rarely do. In fact, I'm surprised when someone picks up the phone early. And when they do, I avoid the gatekeeper. Make that something that you do every single day of your business. Folks in sales, you hear that? Folks in sales, folks
0: in marketing. Folks, if you're a small business person, you gotta be in sales and marketing. You gotta be talking to people. Now, a couple of things that you learned in that he also takes notes when he does talk to them about their family or their birthday or somebody they know or, or something specific so he can bring that back up. Harvey McKay, who, who's been on this show a couple of times, Harvey says he makes a point of getting as much info and he has a whole form that he can bring back because that means that people know you took the time to think. About them, you took the time to remember them, and it's important when they say, How's how's Billy your your son? How, or your Susie, your daughter, or how's this or that, how Bob, your husband, or your or Susie, your wife, or whatever it is. So, profound, profound. And that is one of the reasons why he's a massive success in the selling game as well as in the creating a business that supports not only him, but supports. A whole bunch of little children. <laughs> you got, well, you got two in college now. Two in college. You got two in college, and that's t- college tuition. And One is in his master's program, one's in college. And then you got four beautiful children who your wife homeschools. You got a, married well. You know that, right? I'm married extremely well. I'm oh. the luckiest man in the world. Well, next to me, all right? Uh, uh, we're we both in the overmarried club, Absolutely. all right? Absolutely. I'm the president, though. <laughs> I'm way overmarried. And so we're going to share a couple more things, about two, about balance, folks, because many people will sacrifice their families for their success. We see it every day. And often I tell young married folks or young business people or young speakers, do not take your eye off the glass ball. And I said, say, what does that mean? Well, you're juggling a lot of balls in life. You're juggling career. You're juggling community. You're juggling um, church, maybe. You're, you're juggling a lot of things that are, uh, you're juggling in parts of your life. And then you've got your family. Now, m- most of those balls are rubber. If you drop one, it'll bounce back. But the one that's crystal, that's glass, is your family. Keep your eye on the family ball. Take good care of that family ball. Because at the end of the life, at the end of your, your career, you want to be able to have that family to be able to come home to or to celebrate or to sit with. And many people I know, and I know a couple now who have put their career above their family and it cost them. And so we're going to talk more about that, how he has been able to create balance and what's his system for that, because he had some great ideas. Many of you are going through that. But we're going to come right back after this break. I got my friend, Tim Richardson, and he gives you rich results. I love his name as well as his thinking, because he helps you get unblocked from hitting your goals. Many people have blocks. He's going to talk about that. And then he helps you get rich results that will help you have greater personal and professional success. So this is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways Show, and we're going to take a quick break for station identification, and we'll be right back after this quick break. Stay tuned. Don't go nowhere because I'm telling you, this is stuff you want to write down. You know, it's better to ink it when you think it and write it down. Here we go. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly. And for years, I've told people that in order to have a greater life, it starts by having greater individual days. If you have a great day and you repeat that great day seven times, you've had a great week. And you repeat that week four times, you've had a greater month. And then repeat that month 12 times, you've had a greater year, and you're on your way to a greater life. And it starts with that individual day. I recommend you start each day with something powerful. I call it the pure, the powerful, and the positive. Rather than starting your day with bad. Bad news, how many people got killed or how many children got snatched or how many fires there were. I recommend you start your day with something to inspire and empower and encourage you to make this day a great day. We're excited to announce the start of Jolly TV on my Facebook page. Go to Willie Jolly, Willie.Jolly on Facebook. Just go to willy.jolly on Facebook and get ready for a great day and a great life. Have a great day on purpose. And we're back with my special guest, Tim Richardson, CSP, certified speaking professional, one of the top speakers in America. He is well-known in the association market. You might not know his name because he's, he's not someone you would see at a, maybe a, a rally or, or an event, but all the meeting planners, the corporate execs, the uh, association execs, they know Tim Richardson, You are too kind, Willie. Well, it's the truth. All right, real quick, before we go any further, where can they access you? Where can they reach you? Where can they get some of your material? Where where can they con- connect with you?
1: Well, obviously, uh, timrichardson.com, my website. I'm also on LinkedIn, and you're welcome to contact me there. Uh, Twitter, at Tim Richardson. Don't do too much with social media these days, but easing back into some of those things. Main thing, email tim at timrichardson.com. Uh, also, LinkedIn, I use those things, those most effectively, and then uh, far, far third and fourth place for Twitter and Facebook. There you go. All right, blocking. What do things block? Everybody got some blocks. Everybody's
0: got a block. They got a block. There's something that's stopping them. Look. If you didn't have a block, you'd be at where you want to be right now absolutely you'd be as successful as you want to be you'd make you'd be turning away business There's blocks that keep us from going keep us from making the call. keep us from asking for the sale. There are blocks that may be fear it might be rejection, it might be a fear of, of success unblocking the blocks how to unlock the blocks how to jump over push through and navigate around the barriers that hold you back we want you to be unleashed into your business into your marketplace tim let's talk about those blocks and this speech that people love you for is unlock the blocks talk about the the concept of that speech
1: well let me tell you a story i think stories are very powerful learning techniques and so i've been in this business for 30 years and on a couple of occasions Uh, Willie is fortunate to have a designation called CPAE, and that is given to the top five speakers in our association annually. And on two occasions in the last five years, recipients of that CPAE, Speaker Hall of Fame Award, have mentioned my name in their acceptance speeches. And so a couple of years ago, a very, very good friend of mine, incredibly uh, brilliant branding guy named Bruce Turkell, was giving his speech in Orlando, Florida. He mentioned my name. And I was thinking about that and thinking about why do I not have that designation? I'd been nominated. Why did I not have it? And I realized that over my 30 years in speaking, I was kind of like Baskin-Rabba. It was flavor of the month in terms of my speaking topic. And as I started thinking about that even further, I realized that my whole life had been like that. Whether it was music, where I played six or eight different instruments, starting in elementary school up through high school. Whether it was sports, where I played six to eight different sports, again, starting in uh, late uh, elementary school up through high school. I never, ever picked one thing and really, really poured into that. Mm. And that was true in my business life. And so I realized that there was an issue, and we joked about it, in my household, I joked about it with close friends, but the reality is, and I finally was diagnosed, that I have ADHD. And so mm. my block is that I have this, this thing that, if not carefully monitored and I struggle with it regularly, can stand in the way of getting even the, the simplest things done sometimes. It also can be a great, great gift if it's channeled properly. But that was my block. And so I started realizing and thinking about that, and realizing that everybody had a block. Somebody's block is they would never do what you and I do is stand up in front of a group of people and give a presentation. Somebody has a block where they cannot take rejection. And so they are cheating their employer because they're in a sales position and they are not doing things that they are making others believe that they are doing. And some people have blocks about uh, just being able to accomplish basic kinds of things. People who might have too much weight or somebody who might uh, want to really change something about their relationship. and There's a block there that unless it's identified, attacked, and broken down, in my view, they will never, ever be able to achieve what I believe God has, has blessed all of us with the ability to achieve until they address that block might require counseling. It might require a mastermind group to hold people accountable. It may be that you just come clean with your spouse and sit down and say, "Hun, this is what's going on with me. I need your help. Can you be a part of helping me unlock this block? So there's multiple avenues somebody can take, but it's my belief that everybody has them. The severity could could be from very, very you know, insignificant to crippling in terms of us being able to get things done. And so to the extent that we're willing to address it, to unlock it, and then move past it, I believe will be commensurate with the level of success that we achieve in our lives. Wow. Wow. I I wrote a note here, Uh, unlock the block.
0: I know I have some blocks that I've had to work on and I've had blocks over the years and I've kind of, kind of, I've got to stay focused on the fact that. I, too, am a creative person. I, too, can get distracted from the goal that I'm working on. I got so many things going on. And I, too, love the energy that comes from working on a lot of projects and, and building a lot of different business of uh, Streams, I got books and I got radio and I got television, and I got uh, speaking and I've got podcasts. Oh, by the way, if y'all aren't listening to my Willy Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast on iHeartMedia, you're missing a treat because all of these great interviews that you hear here uh, or you've heard over the years or that you may just be on this network now, you can catch many of them on my podcast. But I've got a lot of stuff and I would get distracted. And he's saying, get past the blocks. And what are the couple things that you recommend to your clients to, to get them past the blocks?
1: So I break it down in two ways. One, we look at it individually, and then we look at it organizationally. So in an individual standpoint, the first thing I would tell people to do is to identify what they think their block is. And if they don't know, they need to ask people who care enough about them to ask them, what do you perceive the blocks that are holding me back from being successful? So first step is to identify the blocks. And secondly, start looking at what do you think some of the causes are? And again, if you're not able to come up with answers to that, that's when you count on the people around you. And then you start looking out uh, at action steps. What are some t- action steps that I'm being willing to take? And then thinking about what is the pain, frustration, cause of that block? And I'm throwing these things out very, very quickly. These are things that might take you over a period of long time, maybe a few weeks, maybe even longer, to really think through and to process and to write out. I think it's also critical that who else has had this block? You know, you and I surrounded ourselves, uh, or surround ourselves at our conferences with people who have some pretty physically uh, challenging blocks. A number of speakers that we know are in wheelchairs or have physical disabilities or have some amazing story that you and I will never, ever have. And so, you know, I look at that sometimes and, you know, I realize that there's somebody else who always has a bigger challenge, certainly as it, as it relates to physical. And then what am I willing to give up? What am I willing to sacrifice to attack these blocks and to try to move past them? So those are the things that I would ask myself with. And again, start thinking about them. And there's a similar set of questions organizationally. You know, what are we facing as an organization? What are our blocks to serving our customers effectively? What are our blocks to penetrating our market? What are our blocks to, to really communicating our brand message and so forth? So we want to look individually. We also want to look organizationally. And it just starts with what's one, what's one action step that I can take right now to move me past this block that stands in my way.
0: One action step that you can get over your block. I think about uh, a lady I met years ago, and that just goes right to this story with the blocks and she came to a seminar I had. It was called uh, Creating Monster Goals to Get Monster Results. And I had it at the Holiday Inn in Washington, D.C. I would had this seminar, and it was a public seminar. Once a month, beginning of the month, we set these goals. Well, we started in January setting goals because most people have resolutions. They don't set goals. And those of us who have learned the power of goals will set the goal. Well, a lady came named Angie. Now, Angie was a high school graduate. She did not go to college. She never had gone to college. She was working for the government in a uh, a very low-end government position. And she said, I, I want to do more. I think I, I I I want to do more. I just think I want to do more, but I, I don't have a college education. And I said, so? That was her block. I said, so? What does that have to do with it? Well, you know, I want to be successful, but I don't have a college education. And I said, well, let's talk about that for a minute. Did you know that... Steve Jobs did not have a college education. Did you know that Bill Gates did not have a college education? I spoke for Dave Thomas, and I had dinner at his home who started Wendy's, and he never had a college education. Henry Ford, who started Ford Motor Company, never had a college education. There are thousands of successful people that have never been to college or did not finish college who went on to have massive success because they did not let that stop them. Don't let that stop you. I said, come back next month ready to get these goals going. Well, she came back the next month and said, well, my family doesn't believe in me. They told me when I told them I was going to do that, they, talked, they said I was wasting my time. I said, you know, negative people will always have an impact on you. And it's an old saying that says mediocre minds will always try and distract and disrupt those who are trying to do great and grand things. Don't listen to them. Get, get, you know, learn to love them from afar. <laughs> you know, don't listen to negative people, or don't say, or don't share your goals and dreams with them until you're strong enough. Because when you achieve it, they will say, "Oh, I saw it all the time." <laughs> okay, <laughs> so, so she kept coming back, kept coming back, kept coming back. And here's the end of the story. But by the by, the about the eighth month, she had set her goals. She was working on her goals. She had had uh, a, a passion. She was enthusiastic, and then she disappeared. Ninth month, 10th month, 11th month, 12th month, no Angie. A year goes by. And one day I get a call, Tim, from Angie. She said, Willie Jolly, this is Angie. And showed me her last name. I said, Angie, how are you? She said, I know I I, I left abruptly, but there's a reason for it. Because I got excited by your message. I got excited by your goal setting. I took it on. I I I believed it. And once I got it, I was on and all in. She, she said, now, Willie, are you going to be home on next Tuesday? I said, yeah. I think, yeah, I'm looking at my calendar. Yeah, I'll be home. She said, can you turn on television at 4 o'clock? I said, yeah, why? She said, I'm going to be on Oprah Winfrey show with millionaires under the age of 40. Why? And she had built a million-dollar company in just a, under a year and a half. So I say that to say, are you, what what's blocking you and what what's keeps you from being all that you can be? Tim... Richardson has been able to share this message with corporate groups, with associations around America. And he, if you got a corporate group, you should bring him in. You should bring him in. And get him to speak for you and your team. He'll help you all un- unlock that block so that you can soar and make greater success and greater revenues and have much more money personally and professionally because it's a good thing when you can go to the bank with more money. Am I right about it? Yes, it is. Uh, now, when we come back, we're going to take another break. When we come back, we're going to ask for two things I want to talk to you about. One is if you were in a class of high uh, college students, and you are going to give them some simple tips to grow their success and grow their business. What would you tell them? And second, we're going to talk about how you've been able to balance this high-flying career for over 30 years and maintain your marriage and had these six children.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they know how that happened. <laughs> I will not talk about that. (laughs)
0: We're going to come back how he is, a dad of the year, he's a great husband, and he's a successful businessman. And others can do the same. This is Dr. Willie Jolly on the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show. And I want you to know for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, your best is yet to come. We'll be right back after this message. Life had enough ups and downs. Since I've met you, since I did you, all has changed in the blink of My special guest, CSP, certified speaking professional, Tim Richardson, one of the top speakers in associations and corporations around America. He has built an empire that people love him. His association management companies love him. Corporate execs love him. And his wife loves him. And his six children love him. So I think I'm going to start with that. How, Tim, are you able to run a successful company, and be a world-class dad.
1: Well, you are very kind. If you ask some of my children on any given day whether <laughs> that were true or not, there would probably be some disparity in that. But thank you for that compliment. I do love my family. I probably, well, not probably, and I know you and I both share a strong faith life. And yep. I know what number one should be, but reality, my family really comes first to me. and I've tried during my entire career to live that and there have been different times where my wife has has been able to or had to kind of pull me back on track and I'm grateful for that but uh, you know early on we decided that there was a, a, a certain number of days for me to be gone and we established that, you know if family could come along but for, for a long long time there was never exception to that and in the years since then, particularly as the kids have gotten older, there have been some times where I have exceeded that. But the point is, if you're intentional about what's important to you, and they are very, very important to me, um, you need to to kind of set that boundary and you know 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 what it is that's important to you. And so for me, um, there are a couple of things that I that I do. Of course, I'm in contact with my family when I'm out of town regularly. And I talk about my wife. I show pictures of my family in my presentation, Um, you know, from a a relationship standpoint. And this is something I think is important to do as well. You know, you and I are on the road a lot. Yep. And I remember early in my career, a a guy coming to me and saying, you know, this was before I even met my wife. He said, you know, you're a good-looking young man, which is probably not true. But anyway, he said that. (laughs) And he said, you know, women are going to come up to you because he was in a where he was out in public speaking regularly as well. And he said, people are going to come up to you and it's going to happen. And so, you know, I took that to heart. And and when I got married, I tried to make sure that when I went out, if I were having dinner with a a, a client, um, it would not be at a candle, really nice restaurant. If I was having dinner with another woman, a client woman, I'd have a laptop open on the desk. So it made sure that people thought you know this is a, a work situation because while I wasn't concerned about me, the perception that other people might see when they see you or, or an eye out with someone like that uh, kind of a funny story. A very good uh, speaker friend of ours uh, uh, Janice Stanfield, you know it as yeah. well. Jan and I were on a program in uh, Berkeley, California at a really cool old historic hotel, and she was fortunate enough to get upgraded to the top floor to this super cool room, and she kept joking the couple of days we were there about. I was down with the lower class, and she was up at the top floor, and Jana's been to our home. She stayed overnight. She's a very good friend. My wife knows her, and obviously my wife trusts me implicitly, for which I'm grateful, and Jana said, you got to come out to my room, and I said, Jana, I said, I can't do that. I said, I have this principal, and she said, come on, Tim, it's me. You know, Adele knows me, and so I call my wife, and I said, Adele, I said, Jana wants me to come up and see her room. I'm going to only do that if I can be talking with you on the phone, and I'll go in, so we get up to her to go to her room, she puts her key in, to open the door, the door won't open. And we both had a really great laugh about that because I didn't really want to do it, not because there was anything I was concerned about, either one of us, but again, the perception other people have about you know, what
0: happens. The, the perception of impropriety.
1: And so I think you know, you've got to put things in place if you travel like you and I do. What's an acceptable number of days? You've got to have somebody like Dee and like Adele who will right us when we're wrong. And you've got to make sure that you also keep yourself uh, balanced as well, which I think kind of leads into the next aspect of doing this. So those are a couple of things that I would, would uh, suggest to anybody in business. Because, you know, I, I have a 22-year-old son. You have a son who's 33, 34? 33. 33. And you blink your eyes, and these young people are young adults, and so, you know, I don't want to have regrets. And there are some small things that I do have regrets about. And so I want to make sure that I pad myself, that I do things that are going to build family, that are going to build memories. And I could go on and on and talk Speaking
0: about it. Speaking of the uh, uh, ages of your children,
1: 22. 22, 19, 17, 14, just turned 12, and 9. And they are great Young people they're just great they
0: have, they both have done Tim and his beautiful bride have done a great job of raising very, very nice children. They come and visit us and in, in Washington and they're just a, the they're just the cream of the crop kind of kids okay, so you've been able to build this this life that is balanced because you've prioritized and you also are mindful of what's important to you in being accountable to those those points now. Let's say you, we are now going in, we've shown everybody, your family, they're great kids, great wife. You've shown them how to, how to get some balance in their lives and make priorities important. Let's go to a college. We are going into a college room, and there is a group of young people who are business students or want to be entrepreneurs, want to be entrepreneurs, want to be successful. And they say, give us the tools. Come on, give us some tips. Give us some, some just bullet points. Here's what you need to do to be successful.
1: All right, here you go. I call it the six-by-six six rule. Each and every year for the rest of your career, you do these six things. Number one, read six books at minimum related to your per, per, uh, position or profession, and another six books that you just read just for the sheer joy of discovery and learning. Number two, you want to listen or watch six TED Talks, six online learning sessions, six you know, Zoom conferences. Fine. Well, you can even take a class at Harvard University now, absolutely for free, and you can do that through the power of your computer. Next, you want to attend at minimum six professional development learning opportunities, and again, you can do that now um, over over your computer.
0: What was that? That one?
1: Six professional development conferences. Mm. If you live in a large city. Where there's a chapter of an association, you need to belong to that association. Perhaps you need to belong to a service organization because you can learn there and, of course, you can give there. Uh, Next would be taking uh, six different types of vacations. And I'll come back to that one if we have time to Uh dissect that a little bit more. And then you want to exercise six days a week, every week, every month, every year for the rest of your life. And the Mm. final thing is you need to have at least six people in your life. I call it a circle of six tell you not what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. Mm. And I'm very grateful that I have that in uh, my professional speakers association and, and with my wife who frequently writes me. And I've mentioned her a number of times, she's listening here. And so I have to say all these things. <laughs> you know, I have uh, a very, very caring and wonderful wife who wants the best for my family and for me. And she writes me when I'm, uh, when I'm wrong. And there's been a lot of times when I've, when I've needed that. So so those are the things that I would tell any not only a college student, I would tell any professional if you want to 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 keep the blocks unlocked in your life, you do those six things and you are diligent about doing those. Okay, what about this vacation thing well, so two thousand and thirteen, um, I had a period of about four months where I had some really, really extreme difficulty in sleeping. I do love what I do and like you into a project sometime and you really really work hard and so we took a 17 day vacation vacation so from that a couple of things came out number one each and every year I think you need to block out at least one week for a family vacation without technology which is number two my goal every week is to turn off my cell phone on the seventh day of the week or maybe the first day of the week and I would like to get to where it's two days no technology no cell phones, so that I can give my brain on a weekly basis a time to regenerate. We need to also take what I call mini vacations. That's the third type of vacation where I have a couple of times throughout the course of the year, like we're doing this weekend, knock off on a Thursday and Friday, take those days off. I've not checked personal email, and that we just have that time away to regenerate, to reconnect, do something fun with our spouses and and our families. Uh, a technology break that that I've mentioned, and then uh, a sabbatical. This is a concept that I think is vitally important and something that I would like to do personally in the next couple of years where I take a sabbatical from what I do to regenerate. And I would like to do an extended sabbatical, and I'm in the process of thinking through how that might look right now. And then the next type of vacation would be a vacation where you do some type of service project as a family or as a group of friends Go somewhere or in your community, you look for a need, and you make sure that you are doing something that assists with the growth development of other people. And doing that with no expectation for remuneration, no expectation for being volunteer of the year. It's just because you want to give. So there you go. Wow. Well, folks, the great ones and end quickly. How do they reach you, Tim? 800-226-4473, 800-226-4473, Tim at and most social media like LinkedIn, Twitter at Tim Richardson, Facebook, and more. Folks, that's a great interview.
0: My friend Tim Richardson, he gave you lots of content, lots of great ideas, not only to have success at work, but also at home. Because look, what good is it if you... Win the world, but you lose your family in the process. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Stay tuned for next week, another show. Go to WillieJolly.com slash gift, WillieJolly.com slash gift to get a free gift from me, downloads of books messages, music. Go to jollymarriage.com to get a free chapter from our marriage book. Get two books when you buy the book. Get two copies. And get the live version too. It's off the chain. It's off the chain. The live two CD set is off the chain. And then my new book, An Attitude of Excellence. Go to anattitudeofexcellence.com and, and get an excerpt. Go to Amazon. Go to my website. Get that book. It will change you. It will change your company. Get copies for everybody on your team, if you want everybody on the same page, they need to be reading out the same book, An Attitude of Excellence. This is Dr. Willie Jolly, and for sure, your best is yet to come. God bless you. Have a great week. Are you tired of crying and complaining? Tired of feeling like life don't treat you fair? Do you see so many others moving on while you still? steady going? Just look in any mirror and you'll see who is really, truly stopping you. My, 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 my. It's up to every one of us to take
1: charge of our life. To make
0: this podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.